Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Life Radio, episode 8. Today is August 1st, 2019. I'm here with Chris Cumby and Kyle Pauly. Chris comes before Kyle because I hate nepotism and I'm related to Kyle. That's a good enough reason. Yeah, it's a great reason. This day in wrestling history. This day in wrestling history, August 1st. So, 13 years ago today, that's 1-3, 13 years ago today, on ECW, on the, sci- on the Sci-Fi Network, oh. <laughs> CM Punk makes his WWE in-ring debut with a submission victory over Justin Credible. Wow. <laughs> I... It was that long ago because Kyle and I watched it at my house in Alabama. I've been in Florida for, gosh, 12 years, I think. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. That's crazy. Uh, I don't remember that, so. (laughs) Yeah. You don't remember watching the ECW, like the old sci-fi ECW matches in Alabama? No, I I remember watching One Night Stand when it came on. Yeah. And then everybody was cheering for CM Punk to debut at One Night Stand. I think the second one, but then they just debuted on TV. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I can't believe it's been 13 years, but at the same time, I totally can. Man, life is life is too short. Well, that's now, I'm how, impressed. That's you depressed how, me in the last show, too. You know, Matt, that just shows how old you are, because that means that you would have been 20 years old at the time. Uh, <laughs> 33. All right. We're going to move forward. We're going to move forward. <laughs> uh, so before we get into our SmackDown review, I want to talk about the Uso DUI incident real quick. Um, someone actually mentioned it on our Facebook page, and I said we'd talk about it on the Raw review, but I knew that was going to go long. SmackDown reviews are generally a little shorter, so I figured we would do it here. Um, and look, I just want to say this. I don't... Hmm. The WWE came out and they did the same thing with Jeff Harding and they're like, they're responsible for their own actions, but let's compare it to Lars Sullivan real quick. Okay. And I don't want anyone to think that I'm endorsing what Lars Sullivan did. What Lars Sullivan did was horrible and it was heinous and it made him look like a terrible person. And I don't know him personally, so I'm not going to say he is. But just from reading what he said, it made him seem like a terrible person. Lars Sullivan was charged $100,000 for writing some terrible things on an online forum. One of the Usos, and I don't remember which one it is, and I apologize. I should have have looked it up before we started so I could have been more prepared. It's Jerry Uso. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) One of the Usos got behind the wheel of a car drunk. He endangered himself, and he endangered the lives of others. And the WWE said that he's responsible for his own actions. He drove 100 miles an hour to another bar before he got stopped. Responsible for his own actions. Lars Sullivan says bad really bad things. Before he gets hired to the company, charged $100,000. Uso gets behind the wheel of a car could have killed someone, nothing. And DUIs have uh, hold a special place for both me and Kyle because Kyle's mother was hit, my aunt, 
was hit by a drunk driver and was severely, severely injured, broke her neck. Um, so yeah, almost died. So we don't have a lot of patience for drunk driving, but especially when someone is a multimillionaire, as I'm sure he is because he's been wrestling for the WWE for a long time. And even if he's not, he's easily a hundred thousand there, right? If you can't afford $20 to get an Uber, don't go out and drink, stop drinking. You have a problem. And I just wanted to get that off my chest because it's really been bothering me. Yeah, it's. I think the Lars Sullivan thing is, especially the fining part, is you know definitely an issue. But um, something that you, you point at, I'm saying. But another thing I thought about when this happened: a, this is not the first time it's happened. If it was the first time, maybe you could, you know. But it's happened recently. Before, Actually, know, I think that was the other USO. I can't remember. I'm but pretty way, sure it's the same one. I don't know. By uh, the way, it's still terrible. But I think actually both of them have had DUIs before. Yeah. But I think this is the one also that uh, was recently that's married to um, Trinity or Naomi. Yeah. But um, yeah, not only have, you know, had they not punched him, but look at what happened with, I mean, it's different, but still it just shows an extreme bias or whatever it is. When Emma a couple of years ago stole the iPad, quote unquote, when she actually said she just accidentally didn't, you know, do it in the self checkout or you know whatever. Even so, if she was stealing an iPad cover, yeah, they fired her. Granted, she was newer. She, you know, but it was her first, you know, as far as we know, her first offense with the company. No slap on the wrist, no suspension, no fine. They fired her. And then right. this is multiple times. I mean, we all know that like, you know, people like Randy Orton have gotten off from, you know, drug tests and stuff like that, or, you know, getting in trouble, you know, it's a little different, but I mean, this is serious business. Like you said, Matt, like my mom was almost killed by somebody who was driving drunk and he was going about almost a hundred mile, miles an hour that uh, this Uso was going. So yeah, I have, zero patience with stuff like this and the fact that he wasn't fined suspended i mean it's just ridiculous the thing that's so disappointing to me is the reason lars sullivan was fine in the first place is because one of the sponsors said hey this guy's saying degrading things why aren't you doing something and wwe is like oh sorry sorry please don't drop us we're going to charge him a hundred thousand dollars and when something like this happens no one speaks up and i just don't and i'm not trying to be a bummer to start off the show but it just blows my mind how a billion dollar company can get away with something like this. And, and they the, made a joke about it on the, the Raw reunion. Like, well, the funny thing is it, they joked about it in the Raw reunion and then it happened like two days later. Yeah, it happened after the fact. So I don't, I don't. But still, don't they shouldn't care. have joked about I mean, if they had like gotten, if they had stolen an iPad cover or something by accident and, you know, got arrested, you know, then you joke about the mugshot. But when you. You know, if if you get a mugshot for you know drunk driving or something serious like that, and then joke about it, yeah, I just yeah, yeah, it bugs me. And um, you know, these guys should not have their license. Um, no, this not isn't at all. this isn't the first time. Um, if if you recall, I think it was Jimmy um, who got into almost got into a fight with a police officer uh, because he was drunk and he was going off and just being a a complete jerk. Um, And 
there needs to be some kind of punishment. You know, um, we're, we're talking about all these different situations, but if you recall, you know, WWE had no problem kind of distancing themselves away from, you know, former wrestlers who, you know, made choices and decisions that were not on the company line. Right. You know, they, they, they might say, oh, well, we were helping them in the background or we're offering them support. But like, you know, think about Jake the Snake, Scott Hall, you know, th- they were really quick to kind of disassociate themselves with them when they were battling their demons. Um, but these guys need to be taken off TV. They need to be put into rehab and they need to, to, to understand that, that their decisions have consequences just because this time someone wasn't injured doesn't mean that it's not going to happen to them. And, and they've got to take a stand against it. This is absolutely ridiculous that these, yeah, people, nothing's going to motivate him to not do it again. Cause he hasn't been punished. Right. For it. Hey, At least, right. You know. it's like, Hey, we're, we're going to put you on the, you know, on both shows. We're right. going to promote you more than other people. He closed the show with his hand raised, you know, in celebration after Monday. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the last time this happened, they won the titles in the next raw. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So I yeah. just, I, it just it blows my mind, and I don't. And know. I know they're they're well liked. They're you know they're on up up down down. They're like you know pretty popular backstage from what I hear. Like so, I mean I know they're likable guys, but it still doesn't excuse it. No, not at all. And I'd be totally okay if they're like, hey, we're gonna take should even give you more reason to you know have them seek out help or you know exactly. give them a fine. You've got to give some you know some yeah. reason for them to change. Yeah. Put them in rehab. Be like, guys, we don't want to to fire you. You've been with a company for a long time. You guys have always, you know, done what was asked of you, and we appreciate it. But this is a big deal, and we're either going to fire you or you're going to check yourselves into rehab. It's your choice. Yeah. And take them off off TV for a month. Let them go into rehab, and if it happens again, they're gone. Gone. Their leash is gone. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I don't want to talk, I'm sorry for talking, you know, almost 10 minutes about something so serious and, and, and somber, but this needs to be talked yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. And we absolutely need to bring, you know, uh, 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 awareness. We need to bring the, yeah, we need to bring awareness <laughs> to, to serious situations like this. Yeah. And I think the WWE needs to stand up and take a stand because they, they take a stand for a lot of stuff, but Stephanie McMahon tweeted herself that you know the the best type of advertisement is you know the type of advertisement that you know uh, shows that you are supposedly care and that, like this whole be a star thing like you don't think the WWE did that because they're a good company no. WWE did be a star because that's the type of advertisement that will earn them money exactly and again I, I don't want to start ranting on this I'm sorry we're going to move on to the SmackDown review but please just if you drink and drive. Please never do it again. Take care of yourself. Take care of other people. Plan on spending $20 on those few drinks that you won't get and get yourself home. Uber. Please be safe. Uber. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's so, it's so easy now. It's so easy. So SmackDown Live opened with Shane McMahon. And before you think, oh, no, more TV time for Shane McMahon. He opened with this like super cell phone video. And I want to say this is like a cell phone video that like a standard old guy on Facebook would post, right? <laughs> he was like super close to the phone. Like it was really, really funny, really close to the camera. And uh, he was like, oh, I'm not going to be on SmackDown. 
you can all blame Kevin Owens because my life coach says that I shouldn't be there and I need to find my center. Um, and the crowd cheered. They just absolutely, <laughs> yeah, just, just blew the roof off the joint. So then Kevin Owens comes out and he's like, oh no, whatever will we do without Shane McMahon? And, excuse me, and I, I, I loved it. It was great. Drew McIntyre comes out and interrupts because he's Shane's boy and everything. And uh, they actually get in a fight. Drew McIntyre gets the upper hand and he says, oh, you're going to have a match with me tonight. And that match is happening right now. The Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens fought. And let me tell you, I know yesterday on the Raw review, I said, boy, this was two of the best TV shows that I've seen or two of the best TV matches I've seen this year. And here is another one. This one went like 18 minutes. It was back and forth. The the crowd was chanting, this is awesome. Kevin Owens hit the pop-up powerbomb, could not put Drew McIntyre down. Kevin had to hit him with a stunner twice, once on the table, which doesn't really matter because it's a stunner. It doesn't matter where he hits it. And then another time in the ring. So Drew McIntyre, even though he lost, still looked kind of strong because it was a really long match. Kevin Owens is the man on WWE TV right now. And Drew McIntyre had to take essentially three finishers to get him down. This match was so much fun. I loved it. I have uh, two thoughts about this match. Okay. Um, well, actually, I'll go ahead and review it and say that uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought, it, I mean, these two working together were really great. Uh, my two takeaways, I guess you could say, are that Drew McIntyre is jacked. He's huge. Like, jacked. I mean, huge. To the gills. And I cannot wait until he turns babyface. I wish he was already a babyface because – I just have a feeling he is going to be so over. Yeah. When he's the face. He just looks awesome. He does. Like Reigns kind of looks cool, but he's always got a, you know, the flak jacket on, you know, he does whatever. Yeah. I think Drew McIntyre looks cool and he can just totally be the, you know, hot baby face once they get him, um, you know, once they turn him, but uh, I I like him in his role now too. Um, My other takeaway is, um, I'm just not sold on Kevin Owens using the stunner as a finisher. Okay. I, to me, it's just like one of those, it's like someone doing the rock bottom or the the people's elbow or something like it's, it's stone cold. Like every time he does it, I just think stone cold Steve Austin. Right. And I, I get that's kind of what they're doing with him and Shane, like, but it's not like a parallel that I want to see. Like, he can do it. I mean, Cena did it as the, you know, the springboard stunner, you know, the crappy one. (laughs) <laughs> I'm all for him doing it in a match. Like him, if he would have just done it on the table and or like done it again in the ring, like making a setup move. But his move for, has forever been the pop up power bomb, and I just him just using the stunner is just kind of I don't know. It's just weak for me. It doesn't work for me. Okay, I uh, really like this match. Um, I, I I thought the time was great. I hope that they fight again. You know, I, and I know that you know Kevin Owens is going with you know, going to fight Shane or whatever, but are you saying you want them to fight forever? Fight, fight forever. forever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really want to see them fight again. Um, I think this could be a good feud. Uh, it was a, I, I really enjoyed the match. It's pr- probably the best match on the show. Um, oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'll stick with that. And, and you know what? I'm going to speak to that too, about the stunner. I was a little concerned at the beginning, um, but uh, you know what? I like it, and and I think um, I think Stone Cold kind of gave the okay or the nod for him to do it. 
Um, he did. And so the fact that he said it was okay, I, I feel <laughs> like it matters what I think. But I just, I just right, think yeah. that you know, I think that gives a little more credibility to it whenever another wrestler says, you know what, take my move. You know, I think that's, I think yeah. that makes it pretty neat. Well, I guess because Steve Austin, I know I've listened to his podcast several times. He hates how people use the DDT as a regular move. Right. So in that sense, I can totally get why he would tell Kevin Owens, if you're going to use it, make it the finish. Cause he wouldn't want it to weaken as something that's not a finish. Right. So in that sense, I could see it, but I don't know. It's still just that I can, it's just always a stone cold thing to me. So I don't know. I think the problem with WWE nowadays is they don't allow people to have more than one finisher. I'm totally okay with Kevin Owens using the stunner as a finisher, but I want the pop-up powerbomb to still matter. And he, I don't think he's gotten a pin with a pop-up powerbomb since he started using the stunner. And I don't like that at all. Uh, the pop-up powerbomb was awesome. He used it forever. He won so many matches with it. It is a great move. It's a new move. It is a Kevin Owens move. I'm Maybe his arm is so in his shoulder is so tired from stunning people, head slamming on his shoulder that he's – you know, his arms have weakened. And maybe maybe so that's, obviously, that's, hard that's obviously it. But no, I'm, I'm cool with him using the stunner. I just don't want him to use it as his only move. I would like to see him use it in special occasions or specifically on Shane McMahon in this feud. Uh, right. Anyway, the match, the, this match wasn't over until 30 minutes into the show. So Kevin Owens essentially got 25% of the show. And I was cool with it. I like Absolutely. Kevin Owens. Great. Yeah. I love Drew McIntyre. This is a fresh match. If I've seen this before, I don't remember seeing it. I'm very glad we had it. It was wonderful. Uh, we cut backstage to Bailey, and she's like, Hey, Ember Moon, we're teaming tonight, but don't you think about doing what you did last week? We're on a team, remember? And then we went to, I believe, a commercial break. It was fine. Nothing happened. Uh, so we have Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Bailey and Ember Moon. And this match was something uh the match was fine it was something it was the the match was just fine it was good um but the match ended with alexa bliss pinning the number one contender ember moon and it's kind of been a thing where embers they at least when she debuted she beat alexa a number of times and they kind of made it a point that like you know ember moon's always kind of had her number so for Bliss to just beat her clean, and yeah, it just didn't make sense to me. You think they would have like played on the fact that you know maybe Ember tagged herself in or something, or you know Bailey went to go do something and accidentally, you know, screwed up. Uh, you know, Ember Moon right. going for the um, the eclipse, like you know, hit her off the top rope or something. Like I know it's kind of you know done before, but you know it's easy. It's it's something you know that can play into, but. Nothing here played into what Bailey said about, you know, like, don't you get in my way or, you know, whatever. It's they just beat them clean. Like they just got beat both of them, the champion and the normal contender. So like, uh, yeah, what now? Yeah, I don't I don't know. It makes absolutely no sense. Um, and again, I love Alexa Bliss, but I also love Ember Moon. And it just didn't make sense. After it was over, Bailey's like, oh, it's OK. Bailey to belly. And she's like, whoops. And she got booed. And she, like, shrugs her shoulders. And she's like, well, she did it to me last week. Ha-cha-cha-cha. And, like, I don't know if they're doing Stone Cold Bailey, as I cha, mentioned yesterday. Cha-cha-cha? Ha-cha-cha-cha. I missed cha. that part. I missed but that. Just, yeah, that's what Bailey did. But, like, I just, I don't I don't know what they're doing with Bailey, man. I don't know. This whole segment was uh, weird. Thumbs I, down. I, I didn't mind it. I liked it. Like, we talked about, 
you know, that we, we kind of talked about how, you know, Natty and, and Becky are, are trying to, you know, have a, a good storyline going up to summer, uh, SummerSlam. And this is the same thing, you know, uh, Bailey and, and Ember Moon. Last week it was, it was Ember who got the upper hand. This week it was Bailey. I didn't have any problem with it. I think it adds a good, some flavor, some, some heat and some, you know, at least something for us to say, okay, they're, they're getting competitive. They're getting that they want to fight each other. And so I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm really looking forward to this match, to be honest with you. I don't, I didn't really mind that part. It bothered me more that Ember Moon lost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Just, yeah I think it takes it out a little bit. She lost and Bailey just like, you know, it wasn't because of Bailey or because right. Bailey did anything. Like, Chris, you say they got, she, you know, Bailey got the upper hand, but not really because they just lost clean to Alexa and Nikki. Like, she, the champion lost the match. Like, she went to stop, you know, Bliss from climbing the top rope and Nikki Cross just hit her. Like, they lost clean as you yeah. lose. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't, <laughs> so yeah. they just, yeah. It that was weird. You're right. You're right about that. Yeah. So Alistair Black has a backstage promo. He talks about how <laughs> how Cesaro, Kyle loves that. How Cesaro was a, yeah. <laughs> how Cesaro was a warrior, but now he wants someone else to pick a fight with him. And let me say, I I never watched a lot of Alistair Black in NXT. I watched his takeover matches. I watched a few other matches. Um, what I've seen, he was incredible. I know you guys watched a lot more of him than I do. I love Alistair Black, and I was on board with this this pick a fight with me thing for like two weeks, but boy, it's old. And someone that's so talented in the ring is being, you know, uh, relegated to cutting mediocre promos and for all intents and purposes, he's a pretty good promo and he just hasn't been, you know, delivering good ones because he's been given crap. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't care for this. Yeah. It's just uh, a shame. I mean, Alistair's not, He's just—he's not a, a Mike guy. Like you know, he's not a big talker. He was just—he was kind of just like a silent assassin in NXT. I mean, he'll speak on the microphone every once in a while, and that's fine. But he's just—I hate these promos because he just overacts. Like you can just tell he's—he's he's given a script. He's told to you know sell it up, and he's just playing this weird character that's like. And he, like I said, he just, he's exaggerated in his anger and he's just, oh, you know, oh, I, you know I want to challenge. You know, it's, it's just so strange. And like, nobody can get on board with this. They can get on board when he's wrestling because he's awesome and he has yeah. awesome kicks and awesome moves. But the whole him just sitting in a room thing is not working for me. And I don't think it's working for anybody else either. No, no I don't think so. Time to move on, man. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of moving on. Um, we had Sami Zayn in the back, and he's like, you know what? I'll pick a fight with Aleister Black. I'll wrestle him at SummerSlam, and I am going to end his hype. No, you won't, Sami Zayn, because I think you've won one match since you've come back from your injury. You're going to lose. Sorry. Moving on. I kind of wish somebody would just, like, open the door thinking it was the bathroom or something. And then just, <laughs> that's, that's and the face and he's so mad. And, like, he chases him. That would be great. Have, like, the B, be, yeah. have the B team go, oops, my bad. <laughs> yeah, and make it a handicap match and let him kill him. <laughs> oh, man. Um, then we had Dan O'Brien, and I think it was Kayla, one of the backstage interviewers, was like, ah, Dan O'Brien, let's talk about your big announcement. It's time. And so he comes up, he turns around and walks away. Wearing a potato sack, by the way. 
I mean, <laughs> what in the world was this even? I hated this so much. I'm okay with I'm telling that. you he's taking a vow of silence. I think Kyle's right, man. He's been saying this for a couple of weeks now, and I agree. <laughs> I'd be that would be better than what we have right now. Um, so this next segment, Kyle, I'm going to let you talk about it because you are the resident Trish Stratus fan. So I do have some thoughts here, but go ahead and explain the segment and tell me what you thought. Well, I was look. Did they announce this, Matt? I know I've seen yeah, they, they were going to have it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did they they announced it before this segment? Correct. Correct. No, no, they didn't announce it before the segment. There I were couldn't remember. I could have sworn it. it was officially announced. It, but it was. They talked about it on Raw. They said Trish Stratus will be on King's Court tomorrow in Memphis. On King's Court, yeah. but not yeah, the SummerSlam match. Oh no, yeah, no, no. I was, no, they haven't announced it, but basically everywhere is like Charlotte's going to wrestle. Trish Stratus, like it was okay. leaked long ago. Yeah. I guess that makes a little bit more sense. I was thinking that they had already announced it, and I was like, this is – but it's totally a WWE thing to do for them to just be like, we're just going to pretend like we haven't announced it. Right. And we're just going to go out there and do this little shindig. Okay, with that, but with that being said, uh, it was fine. Um, it, you know, everybody loves the king in Memphis. You know, Trish comes out, and she, you know, banters back and forth with the king a little bit. You know, the king says – you know, wish you could have been at the reunion, uh, the raw reunion, but you were on vacation. Trish is like, yeah, I would have loved to be there. I couldn't. And then King just says, oh, we all are talking backstage about, you know, we wish we got one more match, which is a lie. And uh, <laughs> so he, he, you know, asked Trish, don't you wish you could have one more match? And she's kind of passing it off. And then comes out Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte comes to the ring and, you know, basically just challenges Trish and, Says she's not, you know, woman enough to beat her. And Trish says, you know, to beat the woman, you got to beat the woman. Or to be the woman, you got to beat the woman. And she points to herself. And uh, so we have the match set, Trish Stratus and Charlotte. Um, I was kind of hoping, because I, you say I'm a resident Trish fan, which I definitely am. Uh, I'm pretty sure she was my first crush when I was a kid. Yep, I remember that. That was a great <laughs> good taste. But uh I you know Alexa Bliss has been my my new uh, favorite, but I could always you know use a little bit more stratisfaction. <laughs> yeah, but this is yeah. the this is the grandma stratisfaction. <laughs> She's not at all. But let me let me tell you the thing that really bugged me. And Charlotte Flair is one of the best promos in the business. I love Charlotte Flair. Please don't think that I hate Charlotte Flair. But boy, was she bad. She said, "Trish Stratus, you can't wrestle because you're a mom." Just like everyone here, we all have moms, right? I have a mom. You have a mom. All these people have a mom, right? And I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? First of all, being a mom doesn't mean you can't wrestle. And if it did, your follow-up doesn't even make any sense. No, that was her her point. It was, you know, all the – everyone that's a mom doesn't use that as an excuse to not do stuff. I don't don't know. I, I thought it was delivered. If I'm wrong, it was still delivered very poorly. She's always kind of been – her promos are just kind of weird. Like that she always – I don't know if somebody writes them, writes everything for her, and she just – the way she delivers them have always just kind of been the same way. She just draws everything out, and it's just kind of awkward. It's always seemed that way to me. So I like Charlotte. It was just kind of – it just seemed like another Charlotte promo, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> she did. It wasn't any weirder than the other ones to me. By the way, uh, Trish Stratus has been paid to – Job to Charlotte Flair at SummerSlam. 
I agree. Um, I got to give Matt props because last week he called this that it was going to happen. I did not agree. Uh, so I, I was, I was wrong, Matt, you were right. Thank you. You said, Um, you said a very similar thing on the Ross show, but, uh, okay. Thing. Yes. Go ahead. Um, anyways, (laughs) but anyways, I was just going to say, um, I really, I think, uh, I know we'll eventually talk about SummerSlam, but I, I do think that they're going to put Charlotte over. Of course, yeah. I, and really quick, what I was I was going to mention this and forgot, and the reason I brought up Alexa Bliss, I was kind of hoping that they would have done Trish and Alexa because I know Alexa's always said that it's like her dream match, and she you know was thinking she was going to get it at Evolution and then got hurt or didn't get cleared, and you know sadly didn't get to compete in that match. So I was hoping they'd give it to her, but. I think Charlotte and Trish will be a good match still. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, so then we had Dolph Ziggler versus Finn Balor. <laughs> and this match was too short to say it was really good, but it was fun, right? I mean, the match is fun. Both these guys are great workers. It could have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Finn Balor goes and does a spot where he throws Dolph Ziggler over the top rope. Dolph Ziggler's like, you know, sitting up, backing up to the... Uh, announce tables because the lights start to go off and it does it little by little and it's clearly the fiend right lights go off and then as the camera turns back on it's like right in the fiend's face and we don't know where the fiend is well he just so happens to be at the top of the entrance ramp because it then cuts to the to the ring and finn balor's like staring at him i'm sorry yeah yeah it cuts to the ring no 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 the lights cut off and he disappears it cuts to the ring, and Finn Balor's like, what? Where did he go? Turns around, gets super kicked, which I guess because Dolph Ziggler's been talking about Shawn Michaels, they called it the Sweet Chin Music, and uh, he pinned Finn <laughs> Balor. One, two, three. And, which is funny. At first, I was kind of, you know, I was like, really? I mean, he, it was a distraction finish. You know, it's kind of, you know, I'm not a big fan of those, but um, yeah, the super kick, it's, you know, been overdone. Yeah. You know, these last couple of years. But since they are selling the you know, storyline with Dolph and Shawn Michaels, you know, it kind of being his finisher now kind of makes sense. So I was cool with it. Yeah. And well, I don't, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was say he's been using the, the super kick for a long time. Yeah. But, he's never used it as a finish, I don't think. Well, so. that's just because he never wins. <laughs> <laughs> true. But, uh, but one, one thing that, that we kind of bypassed here was, you know, on the Raw review, we kind of mocked the fact that Seth Rollins was going to teach Dolph Ziggler a lesson for oh, what yeah, he did to Shawn Michaels, smart, didn't we? but this is the this this match was the exact same concept. Yeah, that that uh, that Finn was going to you know teach him a lesson for talking bad about Shawn Michaels. I mean, that's two nights in a row. Yeah, we did forget to mention on Raw that Dolph Ziggler came out to Shawn Michaels' music on on Raw against Seth Rollins. So. But this is well, again. This is the second night that you know the the superstars are going to teach Dolph about respecting Shawn Michaels, and uh, neither one. Of them. Maybe that's why Bray was there. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Maybe, maybe Finn Balor was already doing. It. He's like, oh, okay, well, I'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need me after all. That makes sense now. It does. It does. Yowie, wowie. Oh man. Uh, we also had Ali versus Shinsuke Nakamura in a non-title match. Shinsuke missed like three or four Kinshasas, and Ali used the deadliest finisher in all of WWE and did a surprise roll-up and pinned Shinsuke. This was fine. I hate 
when champions get pinned. But you know what? At least in this match, it kind of made sense. Shinsuke kept going for his finisher. He consistently missed, and he was surprised. It w- the match was good. It was fine. This was fine. I'd love right. to see this. I'd love to see this on the kickoff show of SummerSlam and be like a good 15 minutes. Yeah, me too. I hope it's long enough. I don't think they'll do it, but they'll give him the kickoff, but uh, they'll give him like 10 minutes. Yeah, maybe. Well, oh. even so, it'd be better than the three and a half they had here because I think true. between the two of them, you could get a pretty decent match. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. They're both very good workers. Um, I'm assuming this that's probably going to be you know added to the SummerSlam card. Uh, we don't usually talk about video packages on, on these review shows, but we had a video package with Randy Orton talking about his history with Kofi Kingston. They used the the match where Kofi for Randy basically decided to bury Kofi and uh, called him stupid, and they played off that. It was great. This is the feud that everyone's wanted Kofi to have since he won the title. Mm-hmm. Man, I like I'm I'm. I've always liked Randy Orton, and at this point in his career, I'm kind of over him. You know, he's won the title 13 times, but man, he just looks so cool in this. Like, I kind of want him to win now. Like, it was just, it put him over so well. It was very well put together. Um, Man, I'm so excited about this match. Yep, I agree. I wonder if, I wonder if they will uh, give him the title, because he just, he just had a little vacation with his wife, so he's about to come back probably for a while, so... Yeah, I Who hope knows? so. I don't think they will, but I would be okay with it. It would be really good heel heat for him, too, to take it off Kofi. Um, after that, we quickly went to the New Day, and they put themselves over as the six-time champions. And the WWE champion, they came out throwing pancakes. And Kofi Kingston is going to wrestle AJ Styles in your main event. So you've got Kofi Kingston and AJ Styles with OC and the New Day on the outside. Uh, there was really no shenanigans. Like they, they got a little involved, but for the most part, it was just a really, really good match. But when you put Kofi Kingston in there with AJ Styles, you know the match is going to be great. The finish was AJ Styles going up for the phenomenal forearm and getting clocked with one of the coolest trouble in paradises I've ever seen. Yeah, like think, think, uh, sweet chin music to Shelton Benjamin. I mean, it was just absolutely great. Uh, this match was awesome. Yeah, they, uh, they, yeah, they did a great job. Um, I liked New Day and OC getting, you know, them getting involved. The, the um, Biggie and Xavier Woods and uh, Carl Anderson and uh, Gallows. I liked them getting involved and like going at each other because uh, obviously AJ Styles is on Raw, um, so this won't be a regular occurring thing. But it was nice to see just two teams that didn't like each other going after each other. And the two teams, you know, two groups. Right, so yeah, I thought it was great. I, I really liked the main event, and the crowd was really into it. Yeah, they were, but who wouldn't? Especially be? the finish. I mean, that's, yeah, that's yeah, a great match. Yeah, you, you yeah. always it's, it's always fun to see faction versus faction. Yeah, um, yeah, and it doesn't have to go anywhere. Like they just, you know, they're those are jerks. New Day, you know, they'll take on anybody. So, you know, I don't see this going anywhere as like a story, but it was nice to see. It's just like a, you know, competition. Yeah, it was a great match. You know, the, I, uh, again, the first match was the best to me. I think this was the second best match, uh-huh. um, and and even it, I felt like they they rushed it at the end for the whole Roman Reigns thing. Um, they they did. I'm actually about to talk about that. But yeah, but you're uh, welcome to if you'd like. 
no, I mean, it's all good. I was just going to say that uh, I felt the end was a little rushed, but I really liked the ending. Um, like you said about the, the, the finisher was, was pretty freaking awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd love to see these guys fight again. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So basically what happened is at the trouble in paradise, they count one, two, three. And I think I looked at my clock and I'm like, isn't Roman Reigns going to make a challenge? And like, it was like 10 59. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. No, 959. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, 959. Excuse me. <laughs> so basically like they didn't sh- like that was one of the coolest finishers in WWE in a long time. They didn't show the replay because they didn't have time. Right. And immediately like Kofi Kingston gets the pin, sits up. He's got his arms in the air. Boom. We're moving. We're going to the back. So they had one of the interviewers back there, and Roman Reigns is walking towards them. You get this cool kind of camera angle from behind Roman Reigns, and you can see the set where they're going to do the interview in the distance. Then it switches, so you're behind the interview set, and you can see Roman Reigns come up. And then this structure falls on Roman Reigns. Now, here's where it becomes a problem. They were like, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think I'm exaggerating, I think there were like six different jump cuts in three seconds. Yes. Like like 60. Yeah. It was was so bad and so overproduced, but you could clearly, clearly see the thing fall on top of Roman Reigns. And the interviewer is freaking out. She's like, oh my gosh, we have to have help. And then it cuts to the other side of the structure and Roman Reigns is sitting next to it. Right. And he's like, (laughs) Oh, I'm okay, guys. It missed me. And I'm like, no, it didn't. I just saw 10 seconds ago where it fell on top of you. It was so laying they, on top of them. It made no sense. And then the 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 EMT's like, oh, we got to check your Roman. He's like, no, I'm good. See? And he stands up. And like for 30 seconds, they're like, we need to check on you, Roman. You look like you were almost killed. And he's like, no, it missed me, guys. And like, I love whodunits, right? I, I love that kind of stuff. I want to know, you know, it makes me want to watch SmackDown next week to see, you know, who could have possibly done this to Roman Reigns. But this segment was just so poorly produced. And like, uh, like right now I'm rubbing my forehead because it just, it's just ugh, so frustrating. But like such, it, this could have been such a fun, cool segment in a WWE, WWE it up. And it was absolutely awful. Absolutely awful. Matt, I'm really concerned about you right now. Um, oh, man. I'm trying you, to make sure that, that you were I... Just, you were just yelling. And Lower that blood pressure. Lower I, it off. I, I think you just need to calm down. Just soothing breaths. I need to get Shane McMahon's life coach. Get his life coach. Um, you know, Get the Singh brothers to come over and do some you know, Usaw with you or something. Just, <laughs> Is that what it's called? Just calm down, man. <laughs> Oh man, I know it was. Uh, it was just so dumb. It, it was, was bad. so poorly produced. Yeah. It was bad. The thing that bugged me so much is Raw and SmackDown were both so good this week, right? Like it had some dumb things, but at least both shows were fun. And this is the last thing you see for this week in the WWE. And like, if I was Vince McMahon and I saw that on my TV screen, if it was my fault, I'd be like, oh, I screwed up. If it was someone else's fault, I'll be reaming someone and being like, that was the most poorly produced thing I've seen. This is a billion-dollar company. Don't you ever come up with this crap again, or I will fire you and hire someone else to take your place. I hated I hated it. I hated the segment. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. All right. I think me and Kyle don't really have anything to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I... Uh, mm. 
mm, maybe that Mr. Salt moniker will actually uh, actually become a thing. All right, there's your SmackDown review, guys. Uh, we, we were mostly happy until the very end. Um, man, the end just really ruined it for me. But, yeah, I don't know. The 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 Kofi Kingston, AJ Styles, even though I hated that AJ Styles had to take a loss, uh, and the first 30 minutes were just so, so good. I'm going to grade this show a B-. minus. I love when there's good wrestling on wrestling shows. Uh, even though there's a lot of dumb things in this show, uh, when there's good wrestling on it, I can overlook some of the dumb things. B minus. Kyle, go ahead. Uh, I think I'm going to agree. Uh, B minus. Um, Raw, A, it's longer. And it had, you know, just a couple more things that just like really, you know, pissed me off. Just <laughs> dumb things. But this show had enough good wrestling. It was shorter. Uh, it was, you know, enjoyable to watch. So, you know, for that, I give it a B minus. Um, yeah, but definitely the Roman Reigns segment at the end was weird, to say the least. Chris? Uh, B plus, I agree. That's it. You know, <laughs> actually, I know I've already graded it, but I want to I say something real quick. Last week, That's didn't, Mandy shocker, Rose, didn't Mandy Rose say... Next week on SmackDown, we're going to have a match with the Iconics. And if right. Beat- so apparently they explained this. You're right. And I haven't seen the video yet, but uh, it's it's apparently one of those uh, WWE.com or, you know, WWE after SmackDown exclusives or something. Apparently the Iconics are, they what did they say? Billy Kay had puppy fever or something like that. And I don't even know what that means. But that's just what it said. Huh. Uh, make any Chris, sense. do you know more about it? Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville were also heels. What? Oh my gosh! I, I I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, I I saw I, I heard a little bit about it, and I saw that there was a uh, YouTube video on it. I actually haven't watched it yet. I totally missed. I'll probably go watch it after this. But apparently, she had something called puppy fever. I have no idea what that means. Um, but that's why they didn't have the match, which. You know, could mean anything. <laughs> so there's no telling what actually happened. Also, where's weird Shelton Benjamin? They did that for like two or three weeks and then just completely dropped it. I hate it when WWE just drops things. I want to know what was with weird Shelton Benjamin. I was really excited for it. Like, it was really dumb. But I like Shelton Benjamin. I want them to do something. I don't know. Maybe he was looking for the room that Aleister Black was hiding in. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So right now we're about to debut a brand new segment. Kyle's going to lead it, and he's going to tell you all about it. Go ahead. All right, everybody. This is going to be a weekly segment that I'm doing. It's called The Brass Ring and the Future Endeavor. And basically, uh, every week, I'm going to pick a winner and a loser of the week. I'm going to give one person or a segment, or it could be anything, a brass ring and give somebody else a future endeavor. So this week, I will actually start with future endeavor. And uh, I didn't say much during the segment. That's because I was going to go off on it here. That ending segment with Roman Reigns <laughs> was horrible. <laughs> Jesus Christ. First of all, like Matt said, Kayla is sitting there. She's commentating the entire time. When have you ever seen on WWE TV? This is like the exact opposite of the Alexa Bliss thing where they kind of made it seem like it kind of blended into the, the show, something that's happened before. When have you ever seen an interview person standing there commentating as the person was walking up to them 
here comes Roman Reigns. He's coming this way. We're going to talk to him for a minute. And the camera's like behind him. So it just looks horrible from the start. Then she, just like the fakest reaction of anybody. She just, oh my God, Roman, look out. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. This thing comes crashing down on him. There's like 30 million camera cuts. I have no idea what's going on. I guess they're trying to cover how bad it looked. So it crashes on top of him. They're like splitting camera. Like they're switching cameras. They're like, oh my God, what's happening to Roman? And then like one random camera shot shows Roman sitting beside <laughs> the thing. And then it cuts back to a camera who's like looking back under it. Like, oh my God, where is he? It's like, you idiot. It just shows him sitting <laughs> on the ground next to it. And then the EMTs, he stands up and he's like, guys, I'm all right. You know, I'm okay. It missed me. I think actually it, the only thing that I will say to defend this, I think they were meant to say that it fell and hit the boxes and stopped it from com- completely crashing on the ground yeah. and Roman somehow avoided it. But still he got, you know, smushed in some way, but he got up and was like, I'm okay, guys. Don't worry about me. But the stupid EMTs were like, we got to check you out. We got to check you out. They were sitting there when he was sitting next to it's it. So stupid. And they followed him. And not only that, we, we didn't mention this. He just gives up not saying his announcement. I know. Like, did the structure block his path to get the gorilla <laughs> position now so he can't go make an announcement? He can't grab the camera that's in front of him and say, hey, guys, here's what I was going to say. He's so flustered from this stupid thing falling. He's just like, guys, I got to go. <laughs> I uh, I hated this so much. Maybe he was just as embarrassed as we are. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe so. It's, it's what – the reason I gave her all the C- is because of stupid stuff like this. It's just like – you were doing so well, and then you throw, you know, a, a stupid wrench in the thing, and it just messes it all up. Just, uh, just uh. so that is my future endeavor for the week. So Roman Reigns and your stupid segment. Best of luck in your future endeavors. <laughs> now for the good part, the brass ring. Who am I giving my, my brass ring to this week? It is actually also something from SmackDown. And another reason why I gave the show a B plus or a B minus, sorry, Matt, I agree that Randy Orton segment was amazing. It was so good. I wish they would do more stuff like this. Like Randy, all he did was sit in front of the camera and show clips of him and Kofi's history. It set up a story to, of the fans who don't know what had, you know, their history. He, he just basically said, and he wasn't even that much of a heel. He just said, Hey, he was an up and coming guy. You know, and I took him out easily because I'm Randy Orton and I'm a third generation superstar. And you know what? He's had a success, but I'm going to do it again. I'm going to take him out and win back the title. And they even, I even loved how they interlooped um, the Ali story of him saying he wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for me because right. I injured Ali oh, by booting him so in the face. Good. So I am the reason for Kofi Mania and I'm going to be the reason it ends. It is such a great story. Yep. And it came from a, you know, a small video segment that, you know, didn't take up 20 minutes of the show. Like it was so simple, so straightforward. Randy was great in it of being a nonchalant, like, yeah, I'm going to beat this guy because I've done it before and it's going to be nothing. It was, uh, I love it so much. I'm Of all the people to give a brass ring to, (laughs) I'm giving it to Randy Orton this week because that (laughs) segment was awesome. He played it well. And uh, that's my brass ring segment. And star of the week, Randy Orton. I love this. I'm really excited for this. We'll do this every week yep. during uh, SmackDown, during the SmackDown review, maybe some other times too. 
really dig it. Yeah, and now SmackDown got it both times this week, but it could be Raw, it could be a pay-per-view, or it could be another Get company. It could be anything. Randy Orton so, video over yeah, and over each week. and over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the only problem. They're going to wear it out. <laughs> yeah, well, this week I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so now we're going to go into wrestling trivia. Trivia time. All right. So last time we played this, uh, Matt did win. Six to four. So uh, so we're going to let, just to remind everyone, we have three different eras. We have the classic era, we have attitude era, we have modern era. Now, modern era only goes up to 2013, but that, that doesn't matter. Still modern. All right, guys. So, Matt, you decide which era are we going with first. I'm going to go with classic first. I want to overcome classic. the demons and uh, win that one. I don't know, man. Kyle dominated this yeah, one last I time. I only got one classic question last time. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Name the two winners of the 1994 Royal Rumble the first time co-winners were declared. Yowie, wowie. Kyle. That's my, buzz, that's my buzzer. Okay. Um, by the way. <laughs> Uh, that would be Bret Hart and Lex Luger. That is correct. Uh, I didn't overcome my demons. I'm a failure. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle uh, is up one to nothing. Kyle, which which era? Uh, attitude. Attitude. <laughs> All right. Rob Van Dam teamed with what monstrous superstar to win Matt. the world? T- Kane. Matt. That is correct. Ah. <laughs> I, I apologize to the listeners who's like, I wanted to guess, Matt. <laughs> My bad. My bad. Uh, we're going to go to Modern Era. Modern Era. All right. Okay. In what type of match did D-Generation X defeat Jericho to win the WWE Tag Team Championship in December of 2009? Yowie wowie. Kyle. Uh, cage match. That is not correct. Matt. I have no idea. Tables match? That is not. I, I will not accept that. It is tables, ladders, yeah. and chairs. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, those are two mm-hmm. match types. I wouldn't have given it to yeah. them either. All right. We uh, suck. 1 1. Uh, think Matt. Uh, let's stick with modern. What WWE competitor starred in the movie Knucklehead? Wowie, wowie. Uh, ooh, that was probably Matt. I think I think it was me. I want to take it anyway. That was uh, that was the Big Show, Mr. That, Paul White. That was the Big Show. My wife loves that movie. I don't know why. <laughs> she absolutely loves that movie. What? She She's loves Knucklehead. Yeah, she loves the Big Show. You know, he's got his own Netflix series now. Yeah, it's about to start up. Yeah, it's the Big Show show. I'm excited for it. So uh, uh, let's go. To, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Is it two to one? Two to one. Okay. Uh, attitude. Oh, this is so easy. What superstar gave new meaning to the phrase "food fight" when he attacked Booker T in a supermarket? Matt. Yowie wowie. Matt. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Kyle knows all these two. I'm just like half a second. I can say my name half a second faster than he can say Yowie wowie. To, to be mm-hmm. fair, he is an hour behind us, so there may be a lag time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe so. Rigged, I tell you. 
Classic. Back to classic. What city served as host of the first episode of WWE Raw in January 1993? Matt? Matt. New York City? New York City is correct. Okay. That was at, uh, like, the ECW arena, right? Isn't that where ECW wrestled? No, it was Madison Square Garden, I think. Oh, no, it wasn't. No, it was a ballroom. Uh, yeah, it was Hammerstein Ballroom, I think. I think so. Is it the same one? I have no idea. They, that's the one they went to on the anniversary or whatever it yes, was. Yes, yes. All right, well, I'm up 4-1. Last week I was up 5-1, and Kyle almost came back, so i got to make sure I keep that on top. So we're going to go back to modern. Back to modern. CM Punk defeated... Excuse me. CM Punk defended his WWE championship by beating what previously undefeated superstar at Hell in a Cell? Yowie wowie. Kyle. Ryback. Ryback is correct. Dang it. That's what I thought. Good job. Feed me more. <laughs> All right, mm. uh, Classic. Classic. No. What controversial superstar was known as the Loose Cannon? Yowie wowie. Uh, Matt got it. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the loose cannon, Matt Stanton. Just kidding. That's my wrestling name. It's Brian Pillman. Brian Pillman is correct. Uh, Woo! So I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure my sound wave is ahead of Matt's. <laughs> I'm looking at it. <laughs> so is um, it? Uh, what are we at? Five to three? Yeah, I think so. All right. There's there's still time, Kyle. Actually, I think it's five to zero, isn't it? No. <laughs> Attitude. <Yeah. laughs> Attitude. I don't know how y'all are getting these because I wasn't allowed to watch Attitude Era. Um, Wrestling historians, man. It's true. Who did John Cena defeat at Vengeance 2002? Cena's, Cena's WWE pay-per-view debut. Matt. Yes. Kurt Angle? No. Dang it. Do you mean repeat mm. the question, Kyle? Yes. Who did John Cena defeat at Vengeance 2002, Cena's WWE paper, pay-per-view debut? That's hard to say. Pay-per-view <laughs> debut. <laughs> I have no idea because Matt, I was thinking the same thing Matt was. Uh, Chris Jericho, I don't know. That is right. Oh, come on! Wow. <laughs> wow. That was a straight Wow. <laughs> All right, it's five to four. Oh, gosh. Kyle, pick a, pick an era. Uh, let's go attitude. What was the name of the tag team made up of Mosh and Thrasher that won the World Tag Team Championship in 1997? Oh my gosh. I, I know this, but I don't know this. Yeah, oh, exactly. Kyle. Kyle. Uh, the Headbangers? That is correct. Yes, that's, it. that's it. Dang it. Wow. All right. It's five to five. So this is going to be the game winner. And I will pick oh. I will pick the era. And whoever gets this right will be the winner this week. Mm. We're going to go with classic. No, true. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've gotten more of classic this week than I have, Matt. Yeah, so. I think I might have. All right, here we go. For the win. What rock star accompanied Jake the Snake Roberts to Matt. the ring? Alice Cooper. 
That is correct. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Woo! So Kyle, this is the fourth time we're doing the Beat the Clock Devil's Advocate Challenge, and Kyle has to had to do it every single time. So like, we don't even know if Chris and I are good at this. We know Kyle's good because he's got a lot of practice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> low blow, low blow, man. I'm just the talent is the thing. That's exactly what's going on. Like This is actually all rigged. Kyle's just so good at it, we're just letting him do it. All right, Chris, go ahead and ask your question, and I'll start the stopwatch. All right, so uh... – this past Wednesday night on NXT, Fandango returned to save Prince Pretty from the beating from a beat up from the Forgotten Sons. So I need you to tell me how Fandango is going to work his way up and headline this year's WrestleMania. <laughs> and go. So they're going to try to tackle a mystery. <laughs> they are going to look into what or who is attacking Roman Reigns. <laughs> Isla Breeze and Fandango are going to try to solve the mystery. And when the great Kali makes his return at WrestleMania, <laughs> who will be there to save Roman Reigns? But Fandango and Tyler Breeze <laughs> in his corner. But Fandango comes out and makes a challenge. And the main event of WrestleMania is the great Kali versus Fandango. <laughs> In a Punjabi prison match. <laughs> oh, that's over 30 seconds again, but it doesn't matter because it's so good. Thank good you, job. everyone, for listening to Wrestle Life Radio. You can follow us at WrestlePod on Twitter, Wrestle Life Radio on Instagram. You can follow Chris at... At Chris Cumby. You can follow Kyle at... Weekly Loser. Kyle.Polly and I am Russell Life Matt Uh, tune in next week we're going to have a fantasy booker we're going to have a raw review we're going to have a smackdown review we're going to have a SummerSlam preview and the night after SummerSlam we will have a SummerSlam review next week's going to be very busy for us please tune in please tell your friends thank you so much we really appreciate you being here and listening have a wonderful rest of your week goodbye yowie wowie